0: Meditation and mindfulness gives us the opportunity to potentially change our perception of intensity during the course of those workouts. Welcome to CrossFit East 10's Over the Bar Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to answer common questions and encourage conversation between coaches, members, and the community. Uh, when we think about meditation, um, there are... There's probably a couple ways to think about that. So there's a traditional version of meditation that people will generally associate with uh, kind of Buddhism and sort of practices that you'll see a monk do. And then the more common way to approach that is uh, mindfulness. Is just a more uh, kind of general approach, which is what you'll see a lot of uh, kind of apps and books and current market talking about when it comes to that. And there's not a dramatic difference. Um, meditation, I think a lot of times is going to be a little bit longer practice or longer duration as you think about it versus mindfulness is generally going to be something that can either be very, very short, um, you know, probably 30 seconds and below even, uh, up to maybe 10 minutes or so. And then if you get past that point, you're trying to really trying to define the headspace that you're getting into uh, as we think about meditation and what that would look like. So, um, as far as implementing that as a practice uh, meditation absolutely or mindfulness absolutely have a place within uh, CrossFit even though it's you know constantly varied functional movements at high intensity and that's generally what we associate with CrossFit it's just the intensity aspect if you talk to anyone out in the street that's even heard of CrossFit they're generally going to think like the workouts you're doing are just the most intense workouts that you've ever done and In some cases, that might be the case, but that's not what we want to have all the time. So meditation and mindfulness gives us the opportunity to change sort of our headspace, change our ability to respond to intensity, and can potentially change our perception of intensity during the course of those two workouts. So meditation or mindfulness, generally what you're trying to do is you're trying to find a spot within your headspace where you're not thinking about anything other than the task at hand. So if something, if we're specifically talking about a CrossFit workout, we're not thinking about something being difficult. We're not thinking about something being hard. We're not thinking about how heavily we're breathing. We're not thinking about the effort or the discomfort or potentially the pain that we're in. You're trying to focus solely on the task at hand, clear your mind of everything else. Um, and then that would be the case outside of the workout as well is, so notice, let's say you're coming down from the end of a day of work or you're waking up and you've got a busy day ahead of you. You're giving yourself the opportunity to clear your head, think, as, think very specifically and solely upon what is the task that you have at hand, but also be able to sort of um, take yourself out of that position as well. So. Um, In a lot of ways, I think that doing this sort of practice before a workout, if we're thinking very intentionally about how does this pertain to what we're doing at CrossFit, is going to be your best option. Um, The reason for that is it gives you the opportunity before you go into the workout, whenever we typically have sort of that anxiousness or that anxiety about whatever we're getting ready to do. This gives you the opportunity to kind of do a uh, run through um, or a walkthrough before you're doing that workout. You can think about the movements you're gonna be doing. Think specifically about how you're gonna set up your equipment, think very specifically about how you're gonna move from one piece to another. And it gives you the opportunity to strategize and it removes those feelings because you're not actually going through it in that moment. Um, You want to be able to try to picture or visualize a little bit of that to go along with it. But giving yourself the opportunity to just really think through intentionally, what is this going to look like? What is this potentially going to feel like? Can help you approach that workout and understand what you're going into and give you a better response when you're actually in it. Um, So doing that stuff pre-workout is going to be a lot of value. Um, Generally, it's going to be something that's probably a little bit less than 10 minutes or so. Uh, For me, when I typically try to do this personally is I'll get on a bike and do a very, very low intensity ride for 10 minutes. And during the course of the time that I'm on the bike, I'm thinking exactly what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to set it up, what does the room look like, uh, what is the room going to feel like? Um, So for me, I usually do that without any sort of prompt, without any sort of music, without anything going. I just try to look at solely what am I doing and try to focus very intentionally on that. Um, One of the tools that kind of helped me do that is probably, I think, before the Open last year, so the 2017 Open, um, Brute Strength had uh, Justin Sua, who is kind of a mental coach that works with a lot of professional organizations. Um, and I think I'd mentioned him before, um, but they had him do a uh, kind of mental warm-up, is what he called it. Um, and it's basically just 10 minutes of walking through, what am I going to be doing? What is this going to feel like? How do I prepare myself for that? Um, and they actually have that available on their website that you can download um, and listen to. So download onto your phone, have it available on the website, whatever the case that would be. Um, so that's at brute strength training slash mental hyphen warm and you can download that. Um, I think it, I think you have to submit your email address, but it's worth submitting your email address. And then if you want to unsubscribe from the newsletter, as soon as they send you that uh, 10 minute mental warm up, um, but it's very soothing, very calm, just prepping you for the workout. Um, so that's you generally when I utilize that, um, but it's also, it also has the potential to be very valuable post-workout in the sense of giving you the opportunity to reflect upon what you've done. Um, Really think about what did you do after you've done it and what could you change, what could be different. And then before you get into a journaling practice or something like that, you can think through it once you've put yourself through that position again, instead of just thinking like I did terrible, I did really well, whatever that case might be. Just understand what actually happened and then gives you an opportunity to reflect upon that before you further reflect in a journal Um, as you're putting down what you've done. So um, the actual practice of those two options, I think can provide a lot of value. And as we think about getting into recovery and that sort of stuff, um, bringing your mind down from that mental state, um, getting physically out of that, calming your breath, um, being aware of what you're physically feeling and understanding whether it was really pain that you went through or discomfort and discerning what those two differences are can help bring value to your following workouts. Um, so those are generally going to be the ways to do that. And then if you're thinking about how do I get into, uh, meditation or mindfulness or how to get into these practices, um, you've probably got a couple of different options to go there. So there are several apps, um, and apps that I've either used or have recommended to people that can help you get into that practice. Um, the one of which, and the most common of which is going to be Headspace, um, is the name of the app and it gives you a 30-day free trial of basically um, everything that they offer. The first 10 sessions, you have to follow a very specific path, just because uh, the creator wants you to understand what you're getting into, and then after that, you have the opportunity to go down multiple paths, whether that's gonna be sleep, preparing yourself for bed, um, competition prep, um, sports prep, um, kind of like calming you from an anxious stage. They have a lot of different stuff that you can do. Um, It's a really well-designed app, has multiple different paths, and there's a cost for the app after you get out of the free um, trial phase, but they keep those 10 initial um, blocks of mindfulness available post um, trial ending, so if you didn't feel like you needed to go down one of those paths specifically or didn't particularly enjoy what you were seeing, you can still utilize those 10 even without being a subscriber or something like that. Um, and I want to say the cost is like $10 a month or something like that, but I know that whenever um, I was whenever I was on the verge of like subscribing or not subscribing, they sent a bunch of like promos where it ended up being like $60 or $70 a month, so about $5 a month to have access to all those different passes. what you're looking at. Um, Calm is another app that's very similar to that. Um, it's going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit less guided. Headspace can be uh, very much can make you feel like you're being, uh, your hands being held very frequently as you're doing that. Calm is a little bit more open as far as the experience um, and the opportunity with that in same kind of situation as far as subscribing or not subscribing. Um, so those are the two apps that I most frequently recommend. Um, they're going to be available kind of on all devices. Um, the next of which would be um, to just kind of go on YouTube and search for mindfulness or meditation um, or just how to's on that. Uh, the one that I found that's most, um, I'll say, accessible and useful is Sam Harris, um, who is um, a writer, a speaker, um, author, has done a lot of different stuff like that. Um, and those of you may be familiar with his view on things. This has nothing to do with that. Um, so no matter on which side of that you kind of fall, um, it's just basically an eight minute video that walks you through meditating. Um, and it's something that can be used over and over and over again. So it's not something where it's like, this is how you do it. And then move on from here. It can guide you through that. So you can utilize that solely as your meditation practice or mindfulness practice and go down that path. And then he has about a two hour podcast he did with Um, a a guy who's very very heavily into that mindfulness practice and meditation that really goes deep into that Um, so the waking up podcast with sam harris excuse me is the name of that podcast so you can search for that one um, or google it and you should be able to find that pretty easily if you want to get into like the deep parts of what does mindfulness and meditation look like Um, and then the other option would be um, the creator of headspace has written uh, two or maybe three books Um, one of which is even for kids about mindfulness and meditation and kind of, again, a little bit more data driven, um, a little bit more explanation of the practice and sort of interpreting it for yourself um, and turning that into a practice that you can utilize on your own. Um, But Andy Puddycombe is his name. um, P-U-D-D-I-C-O-M-B-E is the last name. Um, He's British. So whenever you get the Headspace app, he does all the voiceovers and stuff for that. So if you, are okay with that accent or enjoy that accent, that would be a really good option for that reason. Um, But as a writer, um, he's really well written. Um, He's got a doctorate, um, has really worked to bring this into kind of a um, more accessible realm for a lot of people and has done a lot of work to make that accessible um, as we think about the other apps and the sort of development that's going along with that. So he's a really good resource to utilize and kind of get into that practice, especially if you wanna define what that looks like on your own. So, there's three different paths, just kind of which way you feel about it. You know, the YouTube path is going to be very accessible, free, as long as you've got data or you're connected to Wi Fi. Um, The apps are going to be a really guided way to do that if you don't want to necessarily get into researching it, but you don't want to have to have something that's very open like the YouTube path. Um, And then the books are going to be able to give you a really good kind of background in what am I doing, why am I doing this, and then help you interpret that on yourself. So depending upon your style of learning, um, there's several different options there and then you can really define how does that look, and how does that really uh, impact my ability when it comes to working out, and then what is my relationship with that in relation to uh, my fitness and with CrossFit and with all of those other topics and subjects. A lot of people think, whenever they think meditation uh, and mindfulness, um, that, you know, you got to go to a dark place, quiet, close your eyes, and, like, zone completely out. You said that you're able to just kind of Zen out on a bike yeah Um, and that's just more or less just mental blocking things out Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing um, is is there a place for meditation after a workout because I know that on the last one that we talked about recovery Mm -hmm. you talked about breathing and just being aware of that to get you into uh, recovery a little bit quicker is there a place for meditation after a workout? Yeah. So I kind of, I talked, I guess, just briefly about that before talking about the journaling and stuff. Um, yeah. So in both of those regards, so, um, just go, I guess, a little bit deeper on the mindfulness thing. So, um, mindfulness, the portion that I mentioned is we think about, you know, that less than 30 seconds, we'll say, um, one of the things that you can do as just kind of a practice that you're doing on a day-to-day basis is, um, take, let's say a post-it note, or if you've got stickers, like if you've got kids or something like that, and what you wanna do is put them, I'll say kind of strategically around your life. You know, so if you are uh, typically stressed out whenever you leave work, or you're, you know that you've got anxiety about something as you go into that, um, you can take that post-it note or that sticker and stick it, let's say, to the dashboard, to the center of the steering wheel, somewhere you know that you're going to see it, but it's not gonna be like in the way. Um and what that does is what, and what you want that to represent is almost like a totem where you see that thing and you take as soon as you see it, you take ten seconds, you breathe, you calm yourself, a couple of deep breaths, and you just basically say, What am I doing? You know, and that's not to say like what am I getting ready to do, you know, all of that sort of complex stuff. It's literally what am I doing right now? So you know, if you're in your car and it's in the middle of the steering wheel, what am I doing? I'm sitting in a car, you're blocking all of the other stuff out of your head. Um, You put it at home, you put it on the fridge so that it kind of sticks out from the other stuff. You know, If you've got magnets or your kids, um, stuff up there, pictures, whatever the case might be, you put it up there and that's a reminder that at that moment, what am I doing? Um, And you're just really trying to give yourself the opportunity to free your head from all the stuff where you're feeling kind of anxiousness, um, discomfort, anxiety, concern, all of those kind of pieces. Really trying to integrate this into something where it's not like, okay, it's 8.55 p.m., I've gotta go to bed at nine o'clock, so I've got about 10 minutes, let me do this before I go to bed, but you're still like coming down from the day, you want this to be something that is just, is purely a part of your day. Um, So for me, that generally comes in the form of, um, I usually carry mints around in my pocket, so anytime that I feel those mints in my pocket, that's sort of my totem or the thing that reminds me because I'm not I'm not generally in the same places throughout the day and I'm on my feet and moving around. So, for me, anytime that I put my hands in my pocket and I feel that, I take a moment just just to myself to sort of understand and think about: Am I thinking about other stuff right now, or am I present in the current moment? Um, and that's what we're trying to do from a mindfulness perspective. Um, so, incorporating that or thinking about that whenever we're thinking about it as prep for a workout and then being in a workout um, what I would tell you to do is to think about something that you find yourself doing every single workout um, and whether that's going to be um, some people you know as you're in the middle of the workout you'll drop down and you'll take a knee Um, you'll end up putting your hands over your head. Um, you'll do something where you go to a chalk bucket, you know, just something, you know, that you do all the time. Um, and it can be even as simple as breathing. You absolutely have to do that in every single workout that you do. Um, and it's just being aware of when you do that thing, let that thing be the thing that tells you remove yourself from the things that you're thinking about be present with what's going on so you go over to the bucket you chalk up your hands you chalk up your grips when you're doing that you're not thinking about like oh no you know i've got to go back over to the bar to do a pull-up i've got to go back over to a barbell and do this deadlift for you know whatever the case might be instead it is what am i doing right now am i actively engaged in this workout where is my head what am i doing and then slowly retract that down to I'm putting chalk on my grips. I'm getting ready to walk over to the bar. All those pieces, you're taking care of them as they happen, and as you're moving towards that. Um, and as you do that, that just becomes the opportunity that you prevent for your pre- present for yourself. Uh, to remove yourself from physically doing the workout and actually kind of, I'll say, becoming a part of a workout, um, even though that sounds super corny. Um, it's just you're moving and you're doing the things that you need to do instead of stressing or being finding yourself concerned about the other stuff. Um, so that's the same kind of thing that comes in for me like whenever I get on the bike and as a prep thing for me. Um, I know that in the course of a workout, there's going to be a number of things happening around me. So. I don't want to close my eyes because I'm not going to to close my eyes in the middle of a workout. Um, I don't want to completely block myself off, put myself in the corner of a room because that doesn't happen in a workout. But finding myself on a bike or a rower, or running or whatever that might be is very, very common in the course of a workout. So that for me is kind of a strategy to prep and prepare myself for the environment that I'm going to be experiencing. And what I'm trying to do is for me, I look down at the monitor. And I look at the time passing. So for me, that's going to be a universal thing that's going to happen. And I use that as a thing that I'm paying attention to and not thinking about anything else. I'm watching each second pass by and understanding that, you know, just sort of time is moving, but I'm not thinking about what do my legs feel like right now? What does my shoulder feel like? What does the next thing I'm going to do feel like? Um, so I'm looking at that clock. That's what I'm doing. And then as soon as I feel myself sort of, getting out of that where I'm not paying attention to the time and I'm thinking about something that is either not specifically related to like what I'm doing in the workout, I bring myself back into thinking about the time, you know? So if I'm thinking about, let's say it's a session I've had earlier or I'm thinking about, um, you know, something I've been studying or reading. And as soon as I feel my mind get away from that, I'm focusing on the time that's in front of me. So when I do that, it just kind of helps kind of work as a a metronome where it is going to level my breathing. It removes all of the, uh, thoughts and the sort of emotions atta- attached to that, and gives me the opportunity to get myself back into what is the task at hand. Because um, it's going to be natural; your head's going to go other places. You're not going to be able to, for ten minutes, think about one thing. Your mind is going to go other places, and that's there to sort of bring you back in and reel really you back into what am I doing right now. Um, so, from my mindfulness perspective that's what it looks like um, on individual basis and how you want to sort of incorporate those things day to day um, as well as getting yourself prepared for a workout. And then post-workout, um, the way that you want to do that. So as I mentioned um, before, you know, as you're thinking about what did I do doing this workout, um, you're thinking about it uh, in, the, in the sense of what is the result that I've just... Attained, you know, whether that is a score, whether that is a weight, whether that is whatever it might be. Um, And you're thinking about that not in the sense of, is that terrible, is that great. You're thinking about it as literally, this was my score. What did I do to get there? Um, And as you're doing that and you're focusing on those pieces, you're removing yourself from, again, the emotions attached to, did I do great? Did I do poorly? And you're thinking about what were my actions and letting that be the thing that you're sort of working through and then that's where the breathing comes in Um, that's where that sort of piece comes in so again going back into kind of the recovery portion of that during the walk that i do after i work out that's what i'm doing Um, so for me that is that again functions as a mindfulness practice where i get out i don't have headphones on um, i don't have my phone on me i'm out I'm walking around, number one, to get the sun, all that sort of recovery stuff we talked about. Um, But number two, it gives me the opportunity to think through what I'm doing before I'm like trying to deeply reflect on that and getting into sort of the deep practice that comes along with journaling and reflecting upon what I've done. Um, It gives me an opportunity to really think about what I've done. It encourages blood flow, helps level your breathing instead of you just sitting in a pile in the corner of a room or laying on your back and getting into these sort of Um, positions that you're not consistently going to be in and just sort of straining to continue to recover and recover, um, this starts that practice. So as I'm walking around, the things that I'm thinking about, obviously, like I said, is kind of breaking down the workout. What was I doing? But I'm trying to pay very close attention to just kind of what's happening outside in the world around me. You know, so what does, what does this day look like? Um, What does the parking lot look like in front of me? What do the trees look like? You know, all of that sort of stuff that becomes like touchy and feeling and people will attach to um, kind of meditation and just being, um, like you mentioned, locked into a room, um, got to have the shroud up over your head, just breathing and all the ohms and all that sort of stuff. Um, take that out of it because that doesn't necessarily have to be a part of that. It can absolutely be a part of it, um, but that falls very, very on the far side of what this um, can be on a day-to-day basis um, and can at that point touch on kind of some religious practices and things like that and instead we wanna look at how do we incorporate this into what we're doing. Um, So for me, mindfulness practices very typically look like prep for a workout and then recovery from a workout. Um, That's just means of me incorporating that into things that I'm doing day to day, and trying to turn those into very intentional practices instead of very mindless, um, or practices that aren't gonna be as functional from a kind of a holistic perspective.